Glory to God. Yeah, that's better. Hebrews chapter 1 from verses 1 to 2. The art of hearing God. I'm going to train on this. I'm going to mention some things for about the next 30 minutes. Are we alive? Amen. Yeah, online, I want you to stay with me. You guys matter, okay? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hebrews chapter 1 from verses 1 to Someone shout the art of hearing God. All of life depends on hearing God. <laughs> right? All of life depends on hearing God. Our sustenance in life, okay, depends on being able to hear God. Hebrews chapter 1 from verses 1 to 2. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. I think we live in somewhat in a hyper, hyper, a, a, a hyper prophetic sensitive generation. And what I mean by that is that um, we have certain experience in the body of Christ. There are those who don't believe in the supernatural, the ability to hear the voice of God. You have that. But then you also have those that are, uh, that are very hyper prophetic. Um, they will stop you in the car park and give you a prophecy. They will stop you in Lidl and give you a prophecy. You're just playing football. They will stop you and give you a prophecy. You want to sleep. They call you. They say they have a prophetic word for you. You are eating. They are prophesying to you. You are you're yap, yamming your chicken. They are prophesying to you. That's not what I'm saying to you. And, 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 and on one side, uh, the, 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 the idea of God's voice uh, has been limited to sound. Oh, Holy Spirit, my God. What I just opened there is a conference, right? The idea, the misunderstanding, are we still together? The misunderstanding limitation around understanding the voice of God because we've been, we've been looking at prayer, the diversity, the dynamics, okay? The things that surround prayer. And at a very basic level, we have established that prayer is communion. All right? And communion requires conversation. There is no communion if it is one person doing all the talking. So that means at some point, we together? At some point, we must be able to hear back from God. If this is if prayer is communion, if prayer is fellowship, then it requires that both parties are engaged in dialogue. So, the problem is when it comes to the voice of God, right? The idea of God's voice has been relegated to sound because that is how humans speak okay most of what we absorb to be communication is in the realm of hearing sounds huh? this is why huh? married people that's why some married people have problems because your spouse has been talking to you without opening their mouth good evening i slept 
So, because I slept this afternoon, <laughs> right? So, because we don't sometimes understand spiritual communication, we are we together? We relegate. Krishna was saying something so interesting to that girl. Say, I have to say, it. yeah, she said something so interesting. She said that if you like someone, there's a come on now, come, please bear me, bear me witness that if you like, I, I heard this for the first time today. I said, hmm, now I'm watching people's feet. She said, there's a way in a group you face them where your feet is facing. So now I said, hmm, I'm looking at your shoes. All right. What she was trying to say is that communication is more than sound. So the, 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 the believer who is not diligent uh, concludes that God does not speak to them because they don't hear sounds. <laughs> there, I think there are about four things I would love to touch on, but I know it's not going to happen, but I'll still mention it. Ready? When it comes to the voice of God, the first thing is that the voice of God has a framework. That's the first thing. I will explain that. You got that? Okay. Now, the second thing is the subject of the voice of God is also the subject of how to be led by the Spirit of God. It will make sense. So the first thing is, the voice of God has what? The voice of God has what? Okay. The second thing is what? Online. Talk back to me also. Those of you online. The, the second thing is what? It's the, same, it's, it's the same thing as being led by the Spirit. Okay. All right. Then the third thing is what is bigger than hearing God's voice is becoming God's voice. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> All right. Then number four, there is now the exercise Okay, the responsiveness to his voice. So number four is where most of us want to be, which is, I want to be able to respond to him. Right? But these first three that I explained to you are as important in your prayer life. I wish you together. So let, let, me, let me touch on them quickly. So the first one is the voice of God has what? Yeah. Right? God never speaks without legality. Remember I told, you about, I told you about legality. Yeah. God never speaks, right, without legality. When you study the voice of God in scriptures, the voice of God was often in dispensations. So, we just talk. We talk about everything, even things, you know, some people have zero filter. <laughs> Seriously, stuff we should talk about. God doesn't just speak, right? God, God speaking is measured, 
right? It is measured according to the context and the jurisdiction of the revelation that is applicable and the working. Okay, I'll give you an example. Um, um, there, are, there are several dispensations in scripture. Theology tells us that. Several dispensations. We're not going to go through all of them, but I'll give you examples. For example, Adam and Eve were born in the dispensation of innocence. That was the first dispensation. The dispensation of innocence essentially meant that they knew no sin. Does that make sense? Then you, you study about the dispensation of conscience, the dispensation of human government, the dispensation of law, the dispensation of grace, the dispensation of the kingdom. There are about seven of them. Okay, so... Now, God often deals and God often speaks, right, according to, are we still together? All right. God often speaks and God often deals according to the framework or the dispensation that is at work. The reason is that, Okay, it's true. I, 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 I get it. Please, I get it. I, I, I really, you know, I, what I'm about to say now, please don't, 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 don't take it personal. I, I understand what I call divine romance. You know, do you know about divine romance? What I mean by divine romance is that, you know, I just really love Jesus. He loves me. No shadow, you won't light up. I love the song, by the way. So nobody cursed the song. I do. All right. So I get the place of divine romance, which is, you know, I just want to chill with God. I was on my way and I stopped by out and I said, Holy Spirit, what should I get? And he said to me, oh, don't get that. <laughs> it's just like that. It's cringe to me. I'm not going to lie. It's so cringe because I'm like, oh, okay. I think it kind of gave you wisdom. But I mean, hey, if you want to deploy the Holy Ghost to then. That, and, and, you know, and, and, and I was just really turning. I was like, should I get that bus or not get that bus? He told me get the red bus. Yeah, you know, I, so. So, I, I, okay, I get the place of that. I, I, I get you. Huh? But you need a complete dimension of God. Because, right, when God speaks, right, the essence is what he wants to do. Come on, so, talk, talk to me. All right, so when God speaks, right, the, the essence of God speaking is what he wants to do. Okay, so I, I, I know in trying to talk about the Holy Spirit, we'll say things that the Holy Spirit can be grieved and things like that. And, you know, we, we have to understand what we're dealing with. Please understand this. God is not man. So when God begins to share his thoughts with you, it's not because he's stuck. It's because he wants to, there's something, you have to be smart enough. It is because there's something in that conversation for you. So if the Holy Ghost comes, begins to say to you that, and he can do that, he can go, I'm really burdened about Lester. He can say that. He can say that literally, but he can say that through your emotions. Now, he's not saying that because he needs your help that he's stuck. He can raise stones to fulfill his agenda. 
So that means every time he confides in us, we are the main beneficiaries of that. So I say the art of hearing God. So here is the point. The point is that every time God speaks, right? He's God. I mean, come on. You know, you know, it's not every time we talk that we really have something to say, but we just want to talk. Okay. You're not being honest now. Okay. You feel like, ah, oh, I'm so bored. So you pick up the phone. You hold someone hostage. <laughs> to stuff that you haven't asked before. Stuff that's dead gone. You're like, ah, what about that? Your, so, uh, that your interview, interview that they did. <laughs> Does that make sense? You're, pro, you, you're, not, you, you're, not, you're not communicating with so much intention. You just want company. God is not lonely. God is not a hopeless romantic. Every dialogue, online talk to me. Every dialogue that God engages in, the purpose of that dialogue the essence of it is to pass across his intentions that's how the bible says every word of god is flawless every word so the word of god has a framework it has a jurisdiction right god will speak to us usually within the context of that so for example hebrews tells us he says he says long ago we still together he huh. says at times and in many ways he says god spoke to the fathers by the prophets what is the framework of god speaking by the prophets the framework of the voice of god was the law We together all right so that meant that most of god's dealings with the people the what we'll call the administration so shout administration, administration. <laughs> what we'll call the administration of god's voice was 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 within the context of the law all right so let's let's use even though abraham predates the law you can see um and you see faith in Abraham, but you can see like some traces of the Lord. So for example, circumcision. Right? So God told him to circumcise. And everyone that followed that pattern of faith physically circumcised because the framework of the voice of God was the law. But when we switched into grace, we didn't need physical circumcision anymore. We now needed the circumcision of the heart. Because what we now have is people who they sit around waiting for voices. <laughs> right? They sit around waiting for voices. You know, it's kind of crazy. I know at least of one situation like that where people ended up hearing into a false realm and started affecting their minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know what I'm talking about. They, because they were practicing, because you have all these people that are practicing, just be quiet and meditate on what? 
Don't be sitting there with a blank mind. Good evening, I slept good. Do you see that? People tell you meditate. No, you just don't meditate. Your meditation must have an object. So people have tapped into false realms that has messed with their minds. Holy Ghost. My God. You know what happened there? I had a dream this week and as I said that, I got the interpretation. Holy Spirit. Because <laughs> I, I literally woke, I was saying to lady, I dreamt about this, 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 this. And as I said that, the Lord just opened my understanding. I got it right here, now. So, we have a generation that practices things that are illegal. And they begin to get mentally unstable. And guess what? Some of them see and don't understand that they're practicing witchcraft. prophetic conference loading because the principle is this is when you hear God you should change how do you know you've, you hear God consistently transformation yeah show me a person online are we together show me a person that constantly hears God and you will find their conformity into the image of Jesus The other day, Paul was somewhere preaching. And a young lady started to say, these men are servants of the Most High God. These men. And guess what? Her information was accurate, but her source was not. Huh? Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, the, the music inspires me. What's the sauce? Mrs. Uh, Mr. The music inspired. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just. Uh, the, 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 but the lyrics, though, they inspire me. Where did they get it from? So the key is this. Are we still together? Oh, gosh. I wish we had like days for, for this school of prayer, man. So the voice of God has a framework. In fact, the key thing about a voice or God's voice is this. Is that a voice is not necessarily about sound, it's about essence. So for example, in the book of Genesis, the Bible says that the voice of God walked in the cool of the garden. How does, come on, someone talk about to me. How does the Bible say that the voice, the voice of God walked in the cool? What is, what is the word trying to teach us there about the voice? That God and his voice are one. That the, that the voice of God is the essence of God. Can we take two minutes to pray in the spirit? Kapalataya kapariya kashtala manema. Mastobrika shakatali yake baruke shtalimanes. 
Shakapalistabre, Coleman sobri agataliano stamalakitayadaba. Shakapalige stobri akerakoshta levanteradia. Shakapaliz dabra, recapela stobri dananamasi akataliandaba. Oh, Shakapali Adadaba. Shakapaladadaba. Kapalesto Brananamasi. Recosta Bela Mano Sabaratiandabai. Liga Bakashta Parika Sulemanes. Glory to God. Glory to God. So. God's voice is not loose. Does that make sense? God's voice is not loose. Uh, we talk at random. We talk. Okay? Human beings, we should be like Christ. Okay? But I'm trying to say humans talk. We talk because we, we, we should talk. God does not just talk. Every time God talks, he puts his essence on display. So the Bible says that the voice of God walked in the cool of the garden. So God's voice is his character. In God's voice is the characteristics of God. God's voice is his person. So the first thing to know, and this is what Hebrews is telling us. The book of Hebrews, I can almost summarize the book of Hebrews. Sometimes we don't see Hebrews through a prophetic lens. That is because most of what we know about prophecy is foretelling. Not foretelling. Two different things. Right? So, we don't see the prophetic nature. The book of Hebrews in the New Testament is one of the most prophetic books. Because it takes you back to the Old Testament. And it begins to analyze for you experiences and encounters with God. That the Israelites had. And God's present. If I was to, if I was to do a conference on Hebrews, I would call it God's present speakings and declarations. So, the book of Hebrews, it, it, when, when you want to understand these scriptures, try and read the opening statements. The intention uh, of the writer is often in the opening statement. He's letting you know here. He says, there were times that God spoke to the fathers through the prophets. So, he's dealing with the speakings of God. Don't worry about the English. Just say it. Say the speakings of God. Yeah, because sometimes your English is to the speakings of God. He says, there was a time God spoke to the Father. But he says, in these days. Someone shout in these days. He has spoken. In times past. Whew, he spoke. But in these days, he has spoken. We can go on that. In, 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 in times past, he spoke. But now, he's spoken. And Amplified adds, he says he has spoken.
spoken with finality. Oh, glory. <laughs> you know, this, you see this, these lazy prophets. I will call for them today. Right? Sorry, Minister Tino. It's not you, but you know, them, them. You know, who, I, I, you, do you know how I, I judge and evaluate a prophet? By their love for doctrine. Other than that, I don't know, you could be a warlock. How, would I, how else would I know? How else would I know? The Bible says to the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. How do I know? How, how else do I know? I told you in the culture that I grew up in, I saw someone go into my dad's wardrobe and said, Hey, there's poison, there's poison. He went in there, did sugar, 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 and brought something out that was bound up. I have, does that make sense? I've seen people slap people and bring out stuff from their body. So, you're not going to impress me. A guy, a, a guy stood in front, a psychist in front of me, and he said, you love young people. And he said, you like to teach. Psychic. Then he now goofed and said, I'm from Sierra Leone. I said, hey, this is, this is, this is where, this is. But can you see that? So, uh, maybe, it will. <laughs> but, but can you see what I'm saying? So, I don't know that this is the voice of God, except what is being said. Yeah. Please come. Yeah. I don't know it, where is the voice of God except what is being said is framework around Christ. Because in times past, he spoke, but now he has spoken. Oh, and the Bible says, Amplified says, he has spoken with finality. So, there was a time, are we still together? The framework of God's voice was the prophet, the law. But now, the framework of God's voice is the son. So, if I don't understand the son, I cannot hear the voice of God. This is the thing I have been trying to share. You know, I was dealing with a situation at a point. And I was trying to tell, I was trying to tell an individual... They were so confused about the voice of God and dream and marriage. I said, my friend, you need discipleship. I said, you need discipleship because you will keep missing it. How, look at yourself. How many married dreams have you had? You know, if you marry all the people you've dreamed, you've married. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? You know, I, there are people that God has helped me deliver that they, they won't go to that person. They'll be like, oh, I dreamt about And the other person now gets married. I'm like, how's your dream doing? So the Bible says that God has spoken. So if I do not understand the spoken of God, I cannot understand the speakings of God. This is the first, this training is the training that will ground prophets. Huh? Because I see prophets, they feel, I hear people say, Don't go, I can prophesy at will. So then they don't stop, they don't know when to stop. They're just, they're just, they, they go past God, they become talkatives. They keep saying, they keep saying, they keep saying. Of course, in the realm of the spirit, there's information forever. 
Huh? But information is not always revelation. The difference between... Huh? What's that? Okay, thank you. The difference between... The difference between uh, a prophet and a psychic is that a psychic uh, can tell you information, but a prophet tells you the mind of God. And the mind of God is in the face of Jesus. Oh. So I am worried for people that say they keep hearing God, but their understanding of who Jesus is. Is not solidified. Who are you hearing? We will know over time based on what you become. Because the voice you hear is the voice you become. School of prayer needs to be like a 21 day something. <laughs> so that's the first thing. Someone said the framework. Remember? So the framework. Okay. He has spoken. That's it. So in the Old Testament, the framework of God's voice. Now, see what I just taught you now. This simple thing about the voice of God. It can cause you to judge what you hear correctly. Because everything God will say will always link back to what he has spoken. Even in the administration of the prophetic... Your ability to prophesy accurately is dependent on your on the currency of your revelation of Jesus. So what is it? Two people can pick the same thing, the same event, but how they relay it is dependent on their level of light. Do you see what I'm saying? So I may really pick that somebody had an accident, but in the gospel... I know that Jesus died to deliver them. So I'm now not going to go and now say, ah, I dreamt you have an accident. You have killed them already. You might as well just get the coffin because you have communicated fear. But now what makes, what makes the difference is now the level of light that you have. Because God revealed to redeem. So here's my point. The framework Oh, of God's voice, he has spoken to us through his son. That framework is, is, the, is the most necessary framework out of everything. What has God spoken? So here, here we go now. So this, this is the practical element, one of the practical elements. So we, apparently we don't read our Bibles, but I just want to hear God. Can you see how dangerous that is? Right? You will not open the spoken of God. But you sit in silence waiting for voices. That, that, that bothers me. <laughs> That's weird still. <laughs> Say, weird. So that's the first one. Are we still together? What's the second one? The first one I gave you is the framework. The second one is what? Yeah, the second point is the subject of hearing God's voice, online stay with me, is also the same as being led by the Spirit of God. Okay, there are people today that want to hear the voice of God, but they don't want to commit to being led 
by the spirit romans chapter 8 tells us it says as many as are led by the spirit they are so what people want they want moments of occasional brilliance i was walking this morning and i had child <laughs> yes i had son be careful who's calling you because even satan has sons too I remember, I remember dealing with this telling son. I was like, I was like, Fam. I said, you need to, you need to, I said, you need to train in being led by the spirit. You can't have more interest in dreams. Oh, good evening. Huh? You can't have more interest in dreams, in visions. I believe in these things. Right? But for you to, be, because of, because of what the purpose of hearing God's voice is, the purpose of hearing God's voice is not information, it's conformity. It is that every time God says something to us, He wants us to become what He has said to us. So, He has to now train us in that which we have heard of Him, that which we have seen, First John, which we have heard, which our hands have handled of the word of life for the word was manifested and we have seen it and that that which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you may have fellowship kinonia with us so that means that which i hear allows me to have kinonia with god do you see that so that means the voice of God, my diligence, my commitment to the voice of God cannot be in circumstances. I ignore the training of the Holy Spirit. Now, when I want, when I want to get married, I now do 40-day fast. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? All of a sudden, you're fasting, you're fasting contractor. Hmm. Someone ask for greater measure. 30 seconds. Let's ask for greater measure. Father, we ask for greater measure. We ask for greater measure. Oh, we ask for greater measure. We ask for greater measure. We ask for greater measure. In Jesus' name. So in Romans 8, Paul says, he says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. And you see that being led by the Spirit of God there, it's not talking, just talking about being led in circumstances. It's talking about being led in lifestyle. Those are two different things. So I can desire leadings for decisions. But if I don't, if I don't walk in leadings generally, uh, I will begin to engineer things when it comes to decisions. Most of the things we spend time praying about decision-wise, they're just the length at which we spend time praying about it sometimes just shows us that that habitual fellowship is not yet lifestyle. So I mentioned, I said, I said, I said you, you have to give yourself. And when it comes to leadings, okay, when he says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, the, the verbiage there is around training. That's what, that's what Paul is trying to, if you read through it, because he talks about, he talks about, if we are children, then we are, Heirs of God and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Then he now says in one place, he says, if we suffer with him, we will reign in him. That suffering there is training. 
It's him training us. And it means in the training, sometimes I will suffer. It will mean I would have to trade things that I thought were good. Sometimes. It will mean I would have to give up things that I thought were best for me. And God says, no, don't go that way. So, for the most part, the reason why sometimes we can struggle with the voice of God is because of our motive and our intention. We must ask ourselves, why do you want to hear God? We, ourselves and God might be a part in our valuation of what, what we want to do with his voice. Some people want to hear God just so they can say they are the prophet of the hour. Oh. So, that training, and there are many ways, you see that training, there are many ways he will train you. Right? He will train you in the word, but he will also train you in his house. Yeah. Can I, can I touch that a little bit? He will train you in the, this is part of hearing God's voice, by the way. Because what I told you at the beginning that we've, we've sensationalized the voice of God. But Hebrews is telling you that the voice of God Okay, is Christ. Now, here's the point. The point is this. He can even use community to train you on his voice. It's still part of the training. Why? Because you might be prophetic quite alright, but you're seeing one through one lens. And if you run with that lens, you could live your life in error because that's not the whole picture. Even the Gospels needed four portraits. The Holy Spirit inspired writings. Needed four portraits for us to get a complete expression. Back in the day, you start hearing some weird things. Oh, prophets don't need community. You know, they are normally isolated. I'm like, no. When, when Elijah was isolated, my friend, he was depressed. <laughs> it was depression that made all those prophets under the cave. That listen that's not normal training that was circumstantial does that make sense you will hear things all right and quite all right you hear but you're not seeing the complete expression because there are other sides that god has to train you in come on somebody are we here okay give me the third one what's the third one i'm just touching these things third one yeah the third point is so the first one is what the voice of God has? The second one? Yeah. So please try and go back on the, on the scriptures in the workbook. Okay. I'm going to do my best. I want to I wanna add some more resources. Is that okay? I want to do some more podcasts and trainings on this. Now the third one is, what is bigger than hearing God's voice is becoming God's voice. Is embodying the voice of God. It's like what Jesus says in John 15. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it will be done. You see that you shall ask what you will and it will be done. The simplicity of that matter is it, the reason why you're asking what you will and it will be done is not because your, your will is just, no, it's because of that oneness. You see that? That one is because he starts that chapter with, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. He's speaking about being connected, the oneness. 
What is bigger than hearing the voice of God is becoming one with the voice of God. There are people that have heard the voice of God and have not become one with the voice. Uh, Judas heard the voice of God through Christ consistently, but never became one with it. Does that make sense? This is why sometimes God, God is so epic in the way he deals with You find, I've, 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 I've observed this. You may find someone, maybe growing up, they got all the prophecies. You're a prophetess in the nation. So going to change this. Da, da, da. You have this one person that didn't hear as much prophecy and this person, as this person and this other person whose prophecy seems to be less and less spectacular attains more than the other person. Maybe the other person did not understand that when, when God kept repeating himself, they didn't understand that they were not being reverential. Because God is not a talkative. So, repeated prophecy is not always something to be happy about. <laughs> not every time. Sometimes, but it's not so, because God may be, something that God told you last year came to tell you again. The question is, are we listening? Once have I spoken twice, twice. Yeah, do you remember that scripture? So, what is more important is having a posture that whenever God talks to me, whatever he says to me, I want to take it so serious that I become one with it. There are people that have heard the voice of God and never became what God was saying. What is bigger? I was saying the other time that we now live in a generation that everybody wants to have a voice but God has a different purpose. He wants people to become a voice. And those two things are different. Let me tell you the difference. Every time all these issues happen, don't, please don't be offended with me. This is just my, my truth. <laughs> I'm joking. Don't be offended with me. But, you know, when, when we have all these situations that happen, maybe, uh, what's it like? Maybe like, a, I don't know, a social issue. Black Lives Matter. Da, da, da. People take, they pick up their placards. They go around protesting. Let me be honest with you, I don't protest. I don't, I don't go around protesting. Because my own philosophy is different. Is I don't. If you like to protest, please take a good walk. No problem. But it's just that I realize that change is not made on the streets. It's made in courts and palaces. That a, a million people can walk somewhere. A few people can sit in a boardroom and decide the destiny of others. That's what I said. To, so I said I will focus on raising those <laughs> who will become a voice, as opposed to wanting a voice. But they become a voice. You know what God is looking for? He's not looking for people who are opening their ears and saying, God, what are you saying? People, he's looking for people that want to say, God, what are you saying? I become it. That, that's the gap sometimes in here. Because what we want to do with the voice of God is sensationalism. Sometimes there's pride in these things. Okay, I was just reprinted it, and the Holy Spirit said, and what has become of your life? Show me a person who constantly hears God. We will see in the fruit of their lives. So this third dimension 
It's not just about hearing. It's about embodying the voice of God. Be- come on, someone talk back to me. Is this making sense? It's becoming one with that which God is saying. It's becoming one with his word. It's, 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 it's carrying that will. You. It's, it's, it's almost like people are asking for an example and God can say, yeah, this is an example of my voice in the earth. John the Baptist, the voice of one calling. John did not have a voice. He was a voice. All that stuff you saw, okay, those 400 plus years of silence did not break because of how he sounded. It was his rank, the rank behind the voice, the voice of one calling out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. That was his essence. Oh, someone talk back to me. Are we together? All right, what's the fourth one? It's just time. Time. What's the fourth one? The responsiveness to the voice. What's the first one? Has this made sense? Okay, the first one is what? God's, God's voice has a framework. The second one? Yeah, the subject of God's voice is the same thing as... Be, I wish I could really break that one about time. Now, the third one I said is what? How many of us want to embody the voice of God? That should be your desire. That God, if you say something, I want to incubate it. Whew! I'm not just satisfied with hearing. Huh? James would say, don't just be a hearer, be a doer. I'm God, God, I'm not just satisfied with hearing. That, that for me is not the, uh-uh. I'm not just, I want to become that is my objective that is my goal every time i go before god and say god if god finds someone who approaches me with the posture of saying god whatever you say i want to become you hear me clearly the fourth one is the what the responsiveness now, now this is the responsiveness now this by itself is a message so the responsiveness element is how do i how do i respond every day to the voice of god all right god has spoken one but uh, paul says the holy ghost expressly speaks so what the holy spirit is doing is that he's taking that which god has said and he's saying it to us Every time the Holy Spirit speaks to us, he's speaking in the context of that which God has said through Christ. But the question is, what is the practice? What does that look like? So many times we will think that the reason why we're not hearing is because he's not speaking. But that's not the, the, the reason. The problem is... Just so that I don't look at my notes again. <laughs> All right. The problem is, thank you. The problem is, so when you when you get off this stuff, this from you're on your way. But this is the problem. The problem is about cultivating sensitivity. Let me give you an example. Some of you guys might not really, really, kind of be able to relate with this. But back in the day, I had these radios that had am and fm 
Some of you are shaking your head like you know what I'm talking about. Please. Your, your life. Uh, who, who is we? <laughs> did you, okay, let me, did you grow up and shh? I, I, I will approach you personally afterwards. So, now, but some of your signal was better because you're in England. But what would happen is this, is that whenever you wanted to listen to the radio, right, there was this button that you had to tune, right, to the freak. So sometimes you're tuning it, and sometimes it's like you hear two things clashing. <laughs> okay, so it's like you're hearing two things, right? Now, those two things are independent of each other but the problem is my tuning system is picking up two different realities does that make sense so what i must then do is if oh back in the day watching listening to football on radio was so frustrating i don't know if you ever did that i would listen to football on radio because obviously you know there's this uh this this agent called nepa right so so you're now watching so you're listening on radio and the way they describe things let's say for example the player is here the goalpost is there they'll start shouting from here he's about to score he is <laughs> and they're oh and he just missed it your heart is so it's, it's not giving you a, a description of what's happening right so watch listening on was so frustrating because you're trying to tune in to get there and then you're listening you're hearing music from so what do you do you keep tuning right you keep tuning until you get the right frequency that picks the right thing that you want to listen to that is how it is with the voice of god right your spirit these things the holy ghost speaks first corinthians chapter 2 not with words given by man's wisdom but comparing spiritual people with spiritual truths so you must settle the issue of faith first remember all the things we said there so i have god's attention you have to you see before you start dealing with tuning your spirit those things that's why we started with that legal fellowship access if you don't have that what guess what you would do in the place of prayer you'll be performing you start trying to you, you then you, you start saying god speak to me god speak to me and you can say that and what's happening to you is that you're saying god if i'm really your speak to me uh-uh that's not what you should be saying when you want to hear his voice like that you should be saying god because i'm yours i have your attention and you have mine also Woo. but what happens is in a settled place we're fighting issues of belonging so that's why legal fellowship is important because legal fellowship is security in christ come on is this helping somebody so now here we go now so we're learning that this is about tuning our spirit you know the, the game we're playing today i'm not claiming it was prophetic please i'm not claiming it was prophetic but there were more i'll be honest with you there were moments of intuition you know those times you asked me to close my eyes they were dangerous because and, and 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 i'm telling you 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 know what 
some of these things will start like play when it, you, you you train yourself it, 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 you, you don't not train yourself then you now open a conference <laughs> and you're like yeah this one you train on the little things it's not that you've not been trained you're like yeah you, listen you've not you've not casted your own headache out you now hold a miracle crusade you're about to embarrass yourself you first deal with your own headache then you go so if you rebuild the headache it took you one day you say okay now god is it possible to do it in half a day then you go okay god can it be done in 30 minutes then fight for the immediate see there, there's room for that what was i saying before that i said that for a reason yeah so i was talking about i was like intuition even in the places of playing you exercise so you know you guys said what's that game we're playing they were playing mafia i'm not, i don't think i don't involve the mafia all right so you know you know why can't you bring the holy ghost into that why can you not bring the holy ghost into that well that ah no but i'm not uh, please i'm not saying you should that this is now a requirement i'm just saying that even in your 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 you're your, your involving him in your life because they asked you to close your eyes you close your eyes and you open your spirit ah, come on does that make sense right seriously yeah so you can build that but it's learning to tune you this is the this is a practical it's learning to you so you must solve all the issues of faith first here if you've not sorted the legal access issue you need to go and deal with that first but here now because you have faith is now learning to condition your spirit and in conditioning your spirit you need meditation and meditation is an meditation is the prayer of pray without season i looked at it, i said ah, which kind of prayer can you pray without season the only prayer that's possible to pray without season is prayer that runs on the lane of meditation which is i am constantly thinking about god and i'm open to god that conditions and tunes my spirit now what happens when you meditate my god when you meditate you begin to pick up it, it starts in it starts in measures right so sometimes now god wouldn't give you a whole sentence like yeah she get up you should go you should run you should... <laughs> right it starts in moments so he can give you those who walk in word of knowledge will often tell you they see words or they see pictures remember remember there was a sunday i was telling you to do that pray and if you see pictures and don't be i didn't say go and tell someone what you saw i said write it down so i remember unpracticed especially that's why you know when the bible says remember you're creating in the days of you before the evil day comes it's real i'm not that i have evil days but there was a time that i had less on my mind and when i would pray i would see pictures and i would see words and i wasn't asking for them you know what happened when i approached god my mind was light and focused believe me that's why when you're praying empty yourself huh? empty yourself if you keep worrying about your cooker turn off your electricity just <laughs> empty yourself completely 
empty yourself completely i started to get to a place where i'll i'll give you an example an example was spend a few moments you know praying before tonight obviously you know we were we were together basically and many years ago to preach i felt like god had to really engineer like a certain type of response in me but i started to realize that when i would pray like that he would have spoken to my spirit yeah i I started to realize that that he will speak to your spirit that's faith but the moment i begin to step out i would see the realization of what he has said he has spoken to me so i realized that every time i go to him faithfully he speaks to my spirit now translating it interpreting it is another different issue but the thing you need is you need this tuning this conditioning right and the only way you're going to do that is to meditate as a habit on the word of god so when you start meditating the word meditate the hebrew word hagar that word means to ponder it means to think huh can we go further it means to think but it means something else jennifer it means to imagine it means to imagine so lade when i was younger i had so many scenarios in my head of preaching the gospel it was unbelievable i mean so many scenarios of being in revivals and crusades like i wish i wish i could translate them oftentimes you see the things that go, go sometimes go back to the your primary experiences with god because they can show you the purity they may not be perfect but they can be pure religion hasn't dealt with you yet church hasn't dealt with you yet. <laughs> right there's a purity to it people haven't tainted it yet so i would sit down i would literally be able to imagine scenarios of revivals there's a scripture for that that is uh making sure i leave <laughs> i'm joking all right now scenarios we're getting ready to pray together so there's a scripture for that now unto him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we may ask or think or another version says, or imagine according to the power so that means in christ my imagination should be amplified so you know what happens when you because the word of god is god's essence every word we read can be experienced there is a there is life behind every word that we read there is life in every word that we read this is not a history book this is not a storybook so so you take a scripture are we together so you take a scripture you are meditating on that scripture what is hagar so you start by thinking about it you're thinking about it and we're thinking about it revelation is coming then you just you just don't keep it in your head 
you find a pen you actually write if god's word is important like that you will document if i told you i'm going to give you a million pounds this is these are my card details fam you're getting you're getting a pen you, it's not even just a pen. You, you know, you will write and then snap, take a picture. <laughs> so, <laughs> does that make sense? So, you, so, do you know what? So, this is how sometimes I do when the Lord speaks to me with the word. It doesn't matter where I am. If I catch something, I can show you. I've, I've, I've got messages from writing short notes. So, we may be here now and a scripture drops into my mind. And I begin to understand because I realize that God interacts with my mind. Uh-huh. The mind of the believer is not is sanctified. Sometimes God's currency is ideas. Prophetic conference incoming. Huh? Okay. So you, you now you so you and then God watches your stewardship. Because if he if he mentioned a word to you. And you wrote it and you kept it faithfully. And Mary kept these things. So now he can now come back with a sentence. <laughs> Do you know why he's doing that? Because every word he speaks is accounted for. So he will only say to you the measure that will not damage you. Because what you hear you will account for. Does that make sense? So he begins to grow your stewardship. One line are we together? He begins to grow your stewardship. Do you see what I'm saying? So you're meditating, meditating, meditating on the word. Then let's say you just get, sometimes you won't get it in perfection. That doesn't have to do with God. That has to do with when I was a child. I spoke as a child. So, for example, right, I can say something to David right now, okay? I can say it, so let's say I say to him, I can say to him, Kinonia. There are many of us are nine o'clock prayer alarms, you know, <laughs> all right? That's good. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, sound the alarm. All right, so I can say something to David now, right? I can say to little David, I can say kinonia, which means fellowship. Right? Now, when he's pro now, I've said that to him because I want him to over time grow in that understanding. I was just waiting for mine. Right? I want him to grow in that understanding. So I said to him this comprehensive word. There is nothing wrong with the word. It's just that he has to grow into it. So, I can explain Kinonia to him now, he will get it, but in four years, he will get it more. That's what happens sometimes when you receive, have you noticed this? You would have a revelation where God will say, start something, and you will step out thinking, ah, this is it. Then four years later, you're like, ah, it also means this. The depths to it. You see that? So, so you write it down. It might not be in, you might not, you might not understand in mature form, but don't be discouraged. This is the point. Don't be discouraged that you don't understand all of it. 
So there are times some of us, we actually heard God, but because we did not, it's like, it's like Samuel. God called Samuel, right? But guess what he didn't have? Between the voice of God that Samuel had and him being able to understand was the education that he needed. My God. Do you see that? So Samuel had God, but there was a missing education that would have made him translate the voice of God. And Eli breached that education. Come on, is this helping somebody? Breaks the education. So don't be discouraged. And be honest with the measure. As, especially if you're prophesying. If all you heard was P, prophesy P. Don't add more. Don't, don't, don't begin to say, yeah, and I saw, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, prophesy according to the proportion of faith. You know, I do with all these things. Sometimes I go, I, I, some churches, they just love laying hands every time. I get, to be honest, I get really tired of that. Because I don't believe you should be laying hands every Sunday. For one, I don't like grease. Like, come back with people's oil and, on my hand every Sunday. <laughs> okay, don't take that personal. Um, it's just a reality. Okay, right? So, I, 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 sometimes people have pressure. Pressure in ministry. If I go somewhere and all God gives is the word like this, I'm good. I'm not going to begin to say, ah, I saw you. This. No, no, I didn't see you. <laughs> if I didn't see you, God's, God's, God's seen you. End of. So don't be discouraged. Look at someone say, don't be discouraged. About your measure. That's it. Okay. So now you're still, we're still on meditation, right? So you're meditating. You're learning to write. If you meditate constantly... The word will become a phrase. The phrase will become a sentence. The sentence will become strategy. <laughs> is this making sense? But then, then in meditation, there is, there is a word for meditation. Same, same, the word Hagar, but it also means, Cynthia has given up on me on, on, on time. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So, part of meditation, that word Hagar, it means to also mutter. Someone say to mutter. Yeah, to mutter. So, to mutter there means, is what God said to Joshua in Joshua 1.8. Do not let this book of the Lord depart, it said, from your mouth. That you will meditate on it. So, what, what does muttering do? Now, you know, you know the word prophesy, or, or prophecy, prophesy. In the New Testament, prophecy is more about vocal emissions, right? It's more about speaking, right? It's more about speaking forth, okay? So that's how, it's, it's more of an utterance application. The application is more utterance, but we, we have to distinguish because what is prophetic and what is prophecy. Sometimes we mix everything. So when we say prophetic, we mean everything that includes dreams, visions, the leadings of the spirit, all of that stuff. Okay. But there is a simple gift of prophecy. That's unto edification. That gift of prophecy, you don't need to see to say. It's inspired utterance. You see that? But you see that inspired utterance, I don't think it just operates at a gift level. I think that it's given to every believer. So let me ask you what I'm saying. So you know we dealt with the first part. Remember, remember to, 
to, to ponder, all right? But this one now is to mutter. So you're muttering. You're muttering. And all the while you're doing this, what's happening is you're coming into synergy with God. You're coming into sync with him. Okay, meditation will align your ideologies with God's ideologies. Okay, so now this is, this is muttering. You know what muttering does? Muttering makes the word of God come alive on your lips. That's what it does. So it goes from the pages of scriptures to my lips. And guess what? If you mutter long enough, there is another one. So ra. So I start with, I am seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. Now, if I do that long enough, there's a stirring in me. Now, at the point of roaring, uh, the Bible says, it says the lion has roared, who can but prophesy? So what happens is, I get into prophecy. As I'm declaring the word of God with such authority, at some point, it gets so prophetic. It gets so precise. Guess what I'm doing there? I'm not just hearing the voice of God. I am administering. But please, don't... Now, you see, I taught this last because... I don't like, don't isolate if you, if all the point one, point two, point three, <laughs> if you ignore that, this is a futile practice. So what happens is the Holy Ghost begins to stir me. I begin to declare the word of God. And if you do, you see sometimes you begin to say some deep things, some weighty things, some mighty things. I didn't touch on imagine. On the one on imagination, that's how you begin to get pictures. Yeah. And guess what? Keep a clean conscience. A clean conscience is important for you as a believer. Yeah. Holding the mystery of faith in a pure conscience. Which some, because they've not, they have shipwrecked their faith. My God. Come on. Have we, have we made some sense? So you see that imagination as you as you imagine, okay? You're think and how do you imagine? You're thinking on the word, the Holy Ghost will begin to give you pictures. Does that and, and sometimes the pictures you would get sometimes will not come immediately. But just if you're sensitive enough, you could be somewhere and you you just I told you guys. A few years ago, I, walk, I walked into a library. For some reason, I I don't know why. I, was, I just closed my eyes. I was walking. I was actually, this is how you know it's crazy. I was walking. And I just saw the words, bruised. The next guy that came in front of me, maybe not more than 10 seconds later, just greeted me and said, I've been through so much in my life. But I don't think that came then. That came in that cultivation 
But please, what I'm saying to you is this, is don't go practicing what is not focused on the word. You see what I'm saying? Don't go, don't, people love sensationalism. They love it. There is a context, there is a framework to this practice. It is that God has spoken. And the bigger thing here, this is what prophets must understand. Your, your issue is not prophesying. Do you not know that we shall receive the greater judgment? Do you, that's what the word of God says. It says those of us who are teachers will receive the greater judgment. Right? So what you want in your life is God, in my life, in my time, I want to steward your voice with reverence. Somebody say amen. Oh, let me stop there so we can pray. I'm so sorry. I know I would have loved to. And there will be no one like you and no one beside you alone are worthy of our praise and there will be no one like you and no one beside and there will be no one like you 